The Free for All Roundtable. Round two. On round two, Sonera Chaudhry is here, employment lawyer at Workley Law. Robert Benzie, Queen's Park Bureau Chief at the Toronto Star. Richard Krause is the host of the podcast Last Call with Richard Krause, and pretty well the most knowledgeable guy about entertainment that I know on the planet. So <laughs> um, it was not entertaining at all. Actually, let's start with um, it's, it's so incredible how something can take a, a turn, and you're enjoying the exhilaration of watching a football game, and then all of a sudden there is a man in a stadium fighting for his life. The situation has risen to a point where they want to give both teams, coaches, personnel, an opportunity to go back into a locker room, regroup themselves, and so the game has temporarily been suspended to give them the opportunity. Whatever they need at this point, the teams are driving it. Okay, Robert Benzie, it seems almost unthinkable that a guy could almost die on the field and is now still critical, and the discussion is do we get back to the game? Yeah, I mean, it was. I was watching it live with my son John last night. The Buffalo Bills Cincinnati Bengals game. It's a big game in the in the NFL uh, season, which ends uh, the regular season ends next week. And these are two of the top teams in in, in the AFC conference. So <clears throat> it was it was a, a huge audience watching <clears throat> on Monday Night Football. And uh, Demar Hamlin uh, had a cardiac arrest. A 24 year old healthy uh, player, and but you could tell right away that. It was a bad scene. I mean, the players were, they're all young fellas, and they were very emotional, understandably, watching their their teammate, their friend, uh, getting CPR for nine minutes. An ambulance on the field, something that I've never seen before. I've watched many, many football games. And it's a violent game. Uh, and I th- and I think you know we, there is a complicity that we all have in, in enjoying this, this sport. It's the most popular sport by far in North America. Um, and probably Richard would know better, maybe, but it's probably the biggest cultural industry, the NFL, uh, in, in, Nor- in North America. So I think it would have had a huge audience, and we are all watching this, and this and real-life drama happens, and it, it puts a lot of things in perspective. It was a very upsetting scene for a lot of people, and everyone is thinking about this young man who's in a, in a Cincinnati hospital fighting for his life. But Richard Krauss, I have to imagine, behind the scenes, obviously they were deliberating what to do, and it reminds mm-hmm. me of those disaster movies where the, mayor, the mayor's says we have to go ahead with the dance competition and this whole town depends on it that's right i'm sure that there were some really high level uh, discussions being had they made absolutely the right decision uh you know i think that uh you have a young man's life hanging in the balance here uh and imagine if you were at work and one of your uh, co-workers had uh an incident a heart attack uh, whatever it is that felled uh during hamlin and uh your manager came in and said all right all right nothing to see here get back to work five minutes later um i think that the nfl did the right thing showed humanity in a game uh that increasingly uh uses uh violence uh and you know we all know what the repercussions are uh for football players long term uh and this is a game that that sort of celebrates violence for entertainment and maybe this will be you know just one more step in the conversation that people are having about uh you know the rules of the game and and what needs to happen what needs to happen with football? Yeah, you know what, Sonera, though? I don't think those questions are going to be asked. I mean, I, I, I'd have to go back into the files, but I think we're up to like 40 ex-football players whose brains have been analyzed after their death, and they found damage that had been done during their time of play. If that doesn't make us rethink football, what else will? 
Yeah, John, I mean, we've all seen the sports documentaries about the sort of lifelong damage and, and brain injuries um, that football can leave on uh, ex-pro athletes. But I, I, you know, I have to agree that I think that um, the game ending being suspended, I, I'm sure it was sort of up in the air with respect to whether or not uh, in the 30 or 40 minutes following um, this incident happening, whether or not the game would resume, even though I, I know that uh, as 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 you put it earlier, I, NFL playoffs are, are starting, I think, on, on the 14th. So this is, you know, a real moment for the NFL. It would have been a real moment to, of course, wrap this game up. I think, of course, it, uh, it it's important that it, that it would. But I, I think it was a real show of humanity that it was, you know, fully suspended. And I'm sure, I, I think I also saw that even some of the um, teammates of, of this player, you know, stayed behind with him at the hospital. So, of yep. course, I mean, them being in a position to even play at this time would have been, like, wholly traumatic for them. So, speaking of uh, all things pop culture uh, Richard Kreis, uh, Krause, sorry, um, <laughs> we have new sports that are being pitched for the Olympics, and I wonder what you think of, say, cricket or breakdancing being official Olympic sports. You know, breakdancing I, I, is a bit of a question mark for me, but uh, cricket, absolutely, it's a hugely popular game around the world, and I think that uh, breakdancing seems a little 1980s to me, uh, and it, it's not as though the Olympics are including it because uh, it's current and going to get young people watching. Uh, so breakdancing, as I say, bit of a question mark, but cricket, kickboxing, uh, flag football, all those things, I think belong in here and just shows that the Olympics, with all the issues that the Olympics have outside of, of you know, the, the actual sport itself that are that is that happens during the Olympics. Um, ignoring that for a second, I, I do think that to continue with them, to maintain an audience, to uh, maintain excitement, you have to keep changing and adding things and perhaps some older sports will fall away as a result. Yes, yeah, Sunira, it is interesting because I deride this sort of popification of the Olympics just for ratings, but at the same time, I don't know which games it was where they introduced this snub-nosed canoe and this special thing that's like a log ride, and I loved it. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I am not going to um, jump into like the, the novelty sports here, John. I'm going to be a traditionalist and and plug cricket. I'm a big cricket fan. I've flown out to London in 2011. I went to Lords. I saw uh, India play. Um, England and this is a global sport and I know that it hasn't been a part of the Olympics because of how long a test cricket is a five-day match but mm. cricket has now sort of modernized there's a three to four hour um, game that that's played it's wildly popular in everywhere sort of but North America so I think it would be a great addition to the Olympics especially if it's looking to be relevant globally well I will be heartened to see the return of lacrosse I want to turn to a few important things and uh, Robert Benzie you and your colleagues at the Star have been doing great coverage of this hack at the Sick Kids Hospital. What I guess a lot of us are astonished by is apparently even amongst shakedown scam artists, there seems to be some level of shame. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I was surprised by this one, uh, John, just that, that the shakedown artists, as you call them, and they are, they're extorting money from charities and organizations and hospitals uh, for, for profit. And 
it's it's despicable. And I, you know, I, I thought I was listening earlier, and, and what Deb Hutton said, I agree with. My both my kids have been in sick kids uh, when they were younger, and sick kids uh, staff have have helped them um, and helped our family. And I just think it's awful to think that a, a child's health records could be compromised in some way so that doctors or nurses wouldn't be able to access them because of a hack. I mean, it is extraordinary. And I'm glad to hear that they that they that they realize the error of their ways. But they're doing this to all sorts of organizations, universities, uh, government departments. And at a certain point, we have to say, look, this is a very serious crime and these people need to be prosecuted and 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 and. and gone after in a much more effective way than we're doing because clearly you know they can they can shake down as as many as they want and 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 move on to the next uh, victim it's just brutal yeah but richard cross i don't know how we're going to capture or punish these people i mean i'm thinking of the people who used to steal uh freighter ships and that came to a fairly swift end when they started killing them yeah um, this is uh, the the crime of the future. This is uh, what I think we're going to see more and more and more of. Uh, and this company, Lockbit, uh, you know, it, it's one thing to uh, say, "Listen, we this was wrong. Sick kids. We shouldn't have hacked sick kids, and we've taken steps to make sure that it won't happen again." But they attacked a hospital in France last year and asked for millions of dollars to restore their network. I mean, these people do not have clean hands in any way, shape, or form. And this appalling is something, I suppose, but it's not a, a complete turnaround. They're just saying, okay, we're going to leave hospitals for kids alone, but we'll attack other hospitals. And they they have uh, attacked other towns in Ontario, the town of St. Mary's, the city of Westmont yeah. in Quebec. So, you know, th- this these are not uh, good people, despite, uh, you know, this one little moment of conscience that they have. In scenario, the problem really is, I wonder how much money, uh, sick kids has to spend that should be spent on medicine in, first of all, defending themselves and now trying to recover from this. I don't think they're going to pay the uh, the ransom, but still, all kinds of enterprises out there, including charitable ones, are having to fight for their digital, uh, you know, integrity. Well, John, we just spoke about, um, you know, funding for policing. And if we're talking about that, really where the money should be going is uh, to cyber attacks. I think Richard's absolutely right. This is the crime of the future. And there's got to be a rehabilitated hacker out there that wants to get involved in in fighting this kind of crime because otherwise, I mean, hospitals are going to have to go back in history and see what worked, offline networks, backup memory, you know, paper copies. We can't run into the digital age with sort of reckless abandon here, ransomware attacks, aren't a thing aren't a surprise anymore and we definitely need an insurance plan thank you all out of racetrack but a great discussion look forward to many more of them as we uh, move into the new year that's richard krauss robert benzi and sanira chaudhry catch the round table round one at 7 45 round two at 8 45 weekday mornings on more in the morning news talk 1010 toronto